0: Look, there's something on my mind right now. I'm really worried about it, and maybe you're feeling the same way. And I will preface by saying I hope I'm totally wrong off base about this thought. But with all the national public display of affection, the media is showering over the Bruins right now during this winning streak. I'm a bit cautious about how this team is prepared to handle that in terms of it tampering With its focus heading into the backstretch of this season, welcome into Locked On Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley, a national anchor for Fox Sports Radio, a co-host for the Bruin Insider Show. My question for you on the program today: If you were Mick Cronin in this situation, what would you tell your players so that they do not get overwhelmed by all the praise? Don't become a prisoner to the praise and concentrate at the task at hand. You can reach out to me via email, lockdownbruins at gmail.com, or via, or via, whatever way you like to say that word, Twitter, at Brian Fenley, Brian with a Y, F-E-N-L-E-Y. And please, if you have not done this yet, subscribe to this glorious podcast. Our numbers are rapidly increasing at a crazy level right now thanks to you thanks to the winning ways of this program we truly are the self-proclaimed poly pavilion of Bruins sports podcasts so the lineup for this show will consist of some nervousness I have about this team and how they are going to handle or are trying to handle this newfound success also on the program the Bruins are taking on USC on Saturday And leading up to the game, Trojans head coach Andy Enfield made a comment about his home fans. His fans in general, he took a subtle shot at them that I think will be very fascinating to bring up. Also, a Bruin quarterback has announced on his Twitter profile he will transfer. I'll tell you why I am personally crushed by this news, but also understand why he made this decision. Let's begin with the Bruin basketball team. As you are well aware, they are in the midst of a seven games in a row winning streak. And all of the pride that has come in, there's elicited a lot of national attention because of this newfound dominance. And with that comes the adulation. My concern is, how is this team going to be able to stomach all of that, accept all of that, acknowledge all of this, but not become infatuated with it. Now, one side, I'm a little bit less anxious because I I realize, hey, Mick Cronin is leading this team. And if there's one guy who knows how to humble his players, based on what he has said publicly over the last couple weeks about his team, it's him. He was actually asked about that yesterday during the Bruins media availability session. How do you mentally prepare your team to handle all of this extra attention? Because, look, we have seen outside of sports what happens when someone gets a whole lot of attention in a quick span of time. Or, for example, when you have these child stars in Hollywood and they flame out. They get this attention and all of a sudden, where are they? Macaulay Culkin. I mean, what what happened to him? I know he's still alive, but he totally vaporized out there. Also, there's the point... Of like, this team is not used to success. You've heard the horror stories of somebody winning the lottery. You know, they've never had a lot of money in their lives, and all of a sudden they've got all of this, and it totally ruins the family. They blow the money quickly, and you could argue that they were worse off before, or after, I should say, winning the lottery than before. So just because you've reached a level of success doesn't mean that you have any right to to feel a whole lot of good about yourself. I mean, you should be proud, but you shouldn't be satisfied is what I'm trying to say. And Mick Cronin said, look, the way I'm handling this is this. If you think these guys are listening to all that outside noise and becoming too much involved in it, here's what I'm going to do. And this is what Mick Cronin said. Leading up to this game against USC, I am going to go over this whole game with them rewind the tape so that they look at all the flaws that they made in that game, how they lost at home against the Trojans. And by showing them all of that, I'm sure a level of humility will take over the mentality of this team. And that is exactly what I like to hear. And I know the fans like to hear that as well. So when you think of people or teams that have reached success – that aren't used to it. At least you have somebody in a position of power like McCronin that has tasted a level of success. Obviously, he's got a long string of making the NCAA tournament, but there's only so much he can do, right? And even he said yesterday during the press conference that, look, I'm not the one out there scoring baskets. I'm not the one putting the ball in the hoop. There's only so much I can do. But it makes him look better, and he says that he's getting too much credit. Now, the reason I think he thinks that is because the players have bought in so much that it's making him look good. It's not like they're half buying in. They are all bought in completely, which makes the players look good, and I think particularly particularly that makes even Mick Cronin look that much better. But here's the thing. You have to realize that as much positivity that the program has brought upon itself with this winning streak, the guys have also need to realize these players, they haven't accomplished anything yet. I mean, they're not even guaranteed to win the regular season Pac-12 championship. I mean, if they lose on Saturday and that happens, Oregon can win. They, They currently are in first, or excuse me, they are not in first, but if they win out, they will take first. So the Bruins have to at least win on Saturday, and Oregon has to win their last two games. And then the Bruins would get a tie for first. But so nothing, what I'm trying to say here, nothing is guaranteed for UCLA. They haven't even played the conference tournament. They are not even a lock in the NCAA tournament. So it would be foolish for any of them to get all high and mighty about where they are when there's no hardware to show for. All there is is praise on social media and people telling them that you guys are playing really well. And that only goes so far because there's that whole caution, like I said, of this team has never been there before. And when a team, and I know Mick Cronin has, But when you have a young team, not a veteran team that's never been there before, you notice that it can be easier for those teams to relapse. And I think what these guys have to also realize is that it's hard enough to get successful or win a bunch of games in a row and to break out of a rut. But it's even harder, I think, to maintain that success. So just because you taste it doesn't mean you can coast from here. It means he got to be even more locked in the rest of the way. On the other side, as we get ready for this matchup on Saturday against USC, you might have heard this a couple days ago. Trojans head coach Andy Enfield took a subtle shot at his fans for their lack of turnout at home games. We'll get into that matter right after this. Tuesday on the Bruin Insiders show, we had Bruin basketball legend Tracy Murray with us. And as we began to approach a, in preview Saturday's game between the Bruins and the Trojans. I asked Tracy about what USC head coach Andy Enfield said about the, the lack of support at home for his squad, and he said, well, newsflash, the Trojans, this is not a basketball school. And I'm going to react to what Tracy said, but first, basically, in, in trying to paraphrase what Andy Enfield said, he, he brought this up in an annoyed way. You could tell he was a little bit ticked off when he said this. After the the win against the Arizona State Sun Devils last Saturday, he was basically asked something like about the turnout of the fans and the student section, and you could tell that it, it wasn't up to his standard. It wasn't up to his pleasing. And he campaigned and said, look, we've had, in his words, like four guys go to the NBA in the last two years. We've got a guy an NBA lottery draft pick this season. We've won at least twenty games in each of the last five years. It's a lot of excitement that I bring as a coach to the talent on this team. And then there was the jab like we don't get enough support from our fans. We don't get enough support from our fans. And Jaime Hawkes, who has gotten a lot of support on the Bruins end for all of he all of his play was asked about what he thinks the the attendance is going to be like at the Galen Center, and he says that he hopes that the Bruin fans can even things out with the Trojans fans. But here's the thing that Andy Enfield needs to realize, and Tracy Murray said it, I don't think you could do anything to justify getting USC people to fill Galen Center for a basketball game. It's just, at some point, you got to pick your battles, Right. If you're trying to invite Rolling Stones, or no, let me say this. If you're trying to invite Enya to come to an Eminem concert, I'm pretty sure she's going to say, you know what, I'm okay. But but no thanks. That's the kind of thing. It's like you're not going to get Trojan sports fans to go to basketball games. It, it just hasn't been the thing. And it's all football, right? At least that's what they're hoping, even though their team right now is not exactly in an optimal spot. But with that said, I wanted to, to throw out this hypothetical situation. Imagine if Mick Cronin had Jalen Hands, Chris Wilkes, and Moses Brown on his team. These were the three guys that departed for the pros early on for after last season, and only one of them got drafted, and none of them are currently in the NBA right now. I'm wondering what this team would look like. Let's just say they were on the team. I'm a little bit hesitant to say they were better. Honestly, because just because you try to stack a team with a bunch of five stars like those guys were doesn't mean you're any better. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think Mick Cronin ever got a five star at Cincinnati. And he got to the NCAA tournament. I think it was, he finished nine years in a row in the NCAA tournament. And the Bruins have... In the past, had a lot of five-star talent and have not made the NCAA tournament. Now, I think that the team is better off now, as far as the dynamic and the cohesion, than let's just say those guys were on this squad. And I say that because, and again, maybe Mick, Cron- Mick Cronin has a way of of really getting to the to the the soul of these guys and converting them into being team players, but. Look, I mean, even these guys would admit, Jalen Hands and Chris Wilkes, a lot of these guys, there was a lot of individual play out of them last year. There was. It was like, let me get my points and let me make my tape look good for the NBA. Now, again, maybe Mick Cronin is, is there and let's say he has an effect over these guys where they realize the whole team aspect of things. But I, I, I do believe that we are better off right now with those guys not on the team. And I, and I hate to say that because I, I think these, they're outstanding players. These guys are great athletes. And it, it pains me to see some of the struggles that they have had trying to make it at the next level. Jalen Hands has been in the G League, still is. Moses Brown has been in the G League. He's played a little bit in the NBA, just a couple minutes basically all season. Jalen Hans was a second-round draft pick. I haven't really seen him in the NBA. And then Chris Wilkes, I don't know where he's at right now, but these guys have so much talent. And you could say that about USC. And here's the thing about USC, and here's the knock that they get from their critics, is that they recruit really well somehow. I don't know how they do it, but they get these five stars rolling in to to USC, but Andy Enfield, he knows this. He has not been able to harness the talent that he brings in the best way, and they are in danger of missing out on the NCAA tournament for the fifth time in the last seven years. So yes, he can boast about getting 20 20 win seasons, but how much of a memory, and how memorable is it if you're not making the big dance? So that's the thing with Andy Enfield, is that you have talent, and I just don't think he utilizes it all correctly. And I think the, the Trojans fan base would say that. When you have a lottery pick on your team, you have an NBA lottery pick on your team right now, you've got five stars that continue to roll in. You should not be in a position right now where you're on the bubble if you're USC. It just doesn't make too much sense. All right, coming up on the other side, a Bruin quarterback announced on Twitter he is transferring. I am personally crushed to hear about this news, but we will explain why he probably made this decision and what the Bruins are going to miss without him on the roster. It is the first week of spring practices for UCLA football and they are down one quarterback. Austin Burton, a guy who I admire a whole lot, have gotten to know his family very well, has decided he announced on Twitter that he will be transferring. He went on in his note to thank the coaching staff and give a ton of support and love to his teammates. And acknowledging that, yes, he will be moving on from UCLA, he will be graduating soon, and will have two years left of eligibility. And look, I I hate to see this guy leave, because I've gotten to know him, I've gotten to know his father, Steve, who's a pretty well-known sportscaster in Boston, perhaps you've heard of him as well, and Steve... Loves his son. He comes out and watches games. He he would last year, particularly when he watched his son get the start against Oregon State and play pretty well. And, And I hate that we didn't get to see more of Austin on the field because I thought that he was really good when he was in because he did not make a lot of mistakes throwing the football, threw it really precisely, was not one to turn the ball over, Was deceptively fast. Obviously, we saw him against their Lead the guys down the field. And then he got the start at versus Oregon State when Dorian Thompson-Robinson was injured. But yes, I was secretly wishing that if there was a way we could get him on the field more last year, I was all for it. I was all for it. I felt like this was a guy who reminded me of someone who wasn't going to lose the game the team, right? So I know the Bruins lost quite a few games last year, but it wouldn't have been blamed on Austin Burton. And I think that's the thing is he did a great job of orchestrating and it wasn't going to be on his shoulders for a loss. He just would not put his team in those situations. He was too cerebral, was too under pressure, and has such a high football IQ that it wouldn't come to that. So don't like this has spent three years with the program. It's not like he moved in there his freshman year and said, you know what? I can't be patient and I got to find somewhere where I can play right away. This guy tried really hard. He really did. He really did. And I think he realized with Dorian Thompson Robinson there and then with Colson Yankoff there as well, the transfer from Washington, that if I'm just throwing a theory out there, maybe he felt that he was third on the depth chart and going into this red shirt junior season, the prospects of him playing perhaps not ideal, and it's at a time in his life now where his eligibility is winding. He's deserved a, a shot. He deserves a shot. His talents will be appreciated somewhere, and wherever that is, don't be surprised if he gets the starting job and he wins that team some ball games. And I'm not just saying that because this guy has a really good head on his shoulders, like his work ethic. It is absurdly high, like in comparison to his peers. Like this guy goes above and beyond in the weight room, on the practice field. He's got great height, and I know one of the the slights on him has been, well, you got to add a little bit more muscle and and, and 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 poundage there. So all he can do is is do that a little bit. But other than that, man, this guy has the tools. He really does. And I think the biggest takeaway I have about him is he's just a smart football player. He's a smart football player. And I hate it. I hate it that it did not work out here at UCLA for him because I've gotten to know him. He's passed me a few times on campus and has always been so nice. We've talked a little bit. And obviously, he really wanted to be here because he flipped his commitment from Boston College to come here. But knowing what he knows now, and as we try to, to think about what the quarterback situation is going to be like next year at UCLA, he saw, you know what, my time is running out and I've got to do something here because you're only in college once, you can only play college football once, and give me a place where I can get a shot. And I'm telling you, this is one of those kids that if you just give him a shot, like a fair shot, he'll win the job. Like, he will win the job. If you're fair and you give him a fair shot, he will win the job. So it'll be very exciting to see where this guy lands. And he's one of those players that leaves UCLA that you want to keep rooting for, even though he's not a Bruin still. He's just got that kind of demeanor about him. Coming up tomorrow on Friday, my keys to the game as I lay those out for you as it relates to the Trojans-Bruins game coming up on Saturday. Also, I will tell you what Tracy Murray said on the Bruin Insider Show on Tuesday when it comes to UCLA, how they're playing lately, the Trojans, and other news and notes around Westwood. Appreciate you all lending an ear and listening to us on this episode of Locked on Bruins. Can't wait for Saturday. It can't come fast enough. I'm Brian Fenley. This is Locked on Bruins.